for joining me tonight and I'm telling you it's a miracle it's practically a miracle because I just recently lost my microphone may it rest in peace the microphone is no longer with us uh, I've used it since the beginning of this podcast situation and uh, it gave up on me it actually broke up with my computer something some somebody broke up with someone because they're not recognizing my computer is not recognizing this uh microphone that I've had it, it it doesn't show up on the, the actual computer so I tried to troubleshoot it but basically they broke up and they didn't let me know like I was not a part of this which is very it's very strange as you can imagine so <laughs> I had to go get a microphone so I go to Best Buy try to find one and um there wasn't there wasn't any it was all gone all gone which is pretty fascinating because uh, now we're all working from home. One would understand why everybody needs a microphone, I guess, but it's it's not there. I bought the last microphone, and my friends, this microphone is a small little. It's it's a Samsung Go mic. You can look it up, and it's a small little tiny thing. I mean, literally, I'm it, it's so tiny. I, I, I'm clipping it to the side of my laptop, and I'm using it. But I think it sounds pretty good. Uh, I did order another microphone from uh, online, but it's going to take a minute to get here. But I, I really had to produce or publish uh, an episode because I need to do it. I've been inspired and I don't want to miss out on this inspiration. But I just want to let you know, update you on this scandalous relationship. That's ha- this telenovela, this soap opera that's happening between my microphone and my computer. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's gone on too, too long now and we need to shut it down, (laughs) shut it down. (laughs) Okay. So this is my explanation for two minutes about my microphone. The good news is I do have my Topo Chico twist of lime in it. Delicious. I'm going to take a sip right now to get myself all started on this sexy, oh yes, you guessed it, relationship talk. It's that time. It's that time, friends. And I have compiled some questions that came from emails uh, throughout my time doing this podcast from different parts of the States, the world. And I'm going to answer some of these relationship questions. I I wanted to pick stuff that maybe um, would be something you'd be maybe afraid to ask or don't want to be judged for asking. Neither here nor there. I'm going to tell you where it came from. I I was debating whether I should give the first name of the individual uh, who wrote the question, but I'm just going to tell you where they're from. This way you can, you know, use your imagination. <laughs> okay. I also thought this would be a good practice for us, uh, using this new microphone. Let's see where it goes. So the first question coming from Australia and the question is, when should we give up on a relationship? Well, since this is a freestyle and I'm not doing any research or compiling any information for you, this should be easy. I think but let me take a drink first. Hold on. When should we give up on a relationship? Good question. Uh, a relationship is something that has equal parts. Two people putting in the effort. The biggest clue for me when a person should give up on a relationship is when they're 
trying too hard and they're not getting something back for it, okay? Something that they want back or this love being reciprocated in some way back. When it's not equal, it ain't going to make anyone happy. So I think the thinking process of when I should give up on a relationship needs to start somewhere there. When I'm starting to do an inventory of the effort being put in this relationship by these two individuals. Is it fair? Is it equal? Uh, Is it showing that these individuals are working towards their connection or not? You know, this, the, the biggest clue will be there. I want to simplify the shit out of it. So this way you you will get into the answer quickly. Okay. So that's the first relationship question. That was easy. Okay. All right. It's exciting. Let me take another sip of the topo. Give me one second. All right. This next question is coming from North Carolina. And this person is asking, if the purpose is not to keep a person for life, then why do you think we fall in love? Okay. This is an awesome question, right? So it's, um, I think this is coming from the one of the few recent episodes that I've had about love and relationships or love and marriage and how sometimes we get too busy or caught up in trying to maybe control, possess, keep the person as a way to ensure commitment. But it's also a false idea because we can't really guarantee that. So why do we think we fall in love? I think there is a very in-depth reason why we end up loving a stranger because this is what a relationship, a romantic relationship is about, is, is a stranger. We don't know this person. It's not like a, fam, a familial situation. It's somebody that's completely unknown to you until you meet them, okay? I think we've, because we're, 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 we go through life in this lifetime attempting to learn the important lessons about our own journey. These individuals that we fall in love with, and think about it, it's such an, it's an, It's an ultimate um, feeling or experience of falling in love with someone. In that, a lot of things could happen. Like we could get lost in the relationship. And there's a lot of lessons to be learned from that. We have to fall in love with another person in order for us to learn to have a better relationship with ourselves. Now, let's say we fall in love with a person that doesn't reciprocate it back or might be abusive or might, believe it or not, it is also pushing us, especially those relationships that are not reciprocated in a healthy way. Um, those, those relationships teach us how to get closer to our self-love in order for us to get out of them, to move on, to learn a lesson. So we don't keep repeating by picking the same person over and over again. So that is, that is the purpose I think of love. It is not to keep this person or to possess them. It's really for us to get closer to loving ourselves in this journey, to learning a lot about ourselves. And what a better way to learn about ourselves than getting lost in a relationship where we have to find ourselves and find value in finding ourselves. I hope that makes sense. Great question. Great question. Okay. The third question coming from uh, the UK, uh, this person is asking, how do you know if a partner is cheating on you? (laughs) I'm laughing because this gets us all in trouble, friends. (laughs) The question is not about whether the person is cheating or not. 
the question is, again, goes back to the first question. Is this person detaching in this relationship? Are they not putting in the effort? So I don't need you to investigate whether this person is cheating on you or not. It serves no benefit. You're looking at the wrong freaking thing. What we need to be looking at is whether this person is engaging in this relationship. They're not detaching from it. They're not um, avoiding it, running, being abusive to it, uh, avoiding stuff in it. You're basically experiencing the detachment part. Now, they, if you focus too much on the cheating or why this person is detaching, it could be for many freaking reasons. But what you're really asking is, is this person detaching from this relationship or from this uh, emotional engagement that I got going on with, with them? That's what you're really asking. Stay with that question because I think it'll benefit you a lot more. Cheating is not a proof I hate to say it. It's not a proof whether this person cares about you or doesn't care about you. Cheating is just cheating. Look at it as an isolated thing. It doesn't have to mean what you think it means because I'm telling you, most of the time, people go back with a person that's cheated. <laughs> so it's useless. It's useless for you to search, navigate the Facebook, the social media, uh, investigator Susie, investigator Bob. We don't need to do none of this mess. It's just, it's nasty. It takes up too much time and it's really bad energy. Just to check to see whether it's satis their engagement in this relationship is satisfying you or not. At this point, you're not waiting for them to make a decision like I'm going to go cheat or not for them, for you to recognize or evaluate where this relationship is at. You're not waiting for them to do that. You're doing it yourself. How empowering, right? How empowering. I'm not waiting for anybody to cheat on me for me to recognize that this person is either committed or not committed. Cool. That's, that's all I need to see. I don't, I don't need to fig figure out whether they're cheating on me or not to do that. I can evaluate and assess the situation from this moment where I'm standing right now. You have the answer already for that one. Okay. I hope that makes sense. Great, great questions. Okay. The next question coming from New Mexico uh, is, how do you know if it's love or lust? Ah, great question again. Great question. How do you know if it's love or lust? Well, I think, uh, let me get another sip of the topo. Give me a second. Okay, I'm back. Love like I always say, is about freedom. It's about being with someone and being free to love them. There's no force in it. There, there's a lot of humility. There's a lot of gratitude in being in love, like real love. That's what I'm talking about, like unconditional real love. Love has boundaries too, because let's say I'm giving you love and you're not treating it well. I'm going to have to take this Physically, I may not take it emotionally, but physically, I will have to remove myself because you're not treating me and treating this love well that I'm giving you. And that's what love does. It, it keeps a person safe from, even if they're not able to make a decision, it keeps, I, I, when I love someone, I'm going to keep them safe from themselves and their bad decisions. So I might have to sacrifice by moving myself away from them so they don't hurt me or hurt themselves by hurting me anymore. Okay. Lust, on the other hand, is about control. It's about possessiveness. It's about addiction, obsessions, this need to claim. We love it. It's a human experience that I think I recommend for people to have. Uh, but do not mistake it, my friends, with 
love. Can they both play a part together? Absolutely. But lust, again, is about possession and control. It's about wanting more, more, more by taking, 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 taking. It's not about giving. Where love is about giving and taking. It's beautiful. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful rhythm to it. Lust is not about that. It's about consuming, taking a lot. It's not balanced. So that's why lust does not last too long. Uh, where love can last a lot longer because both people are free in it. They benefit from it. It meets both emotional needs. So those are the basic differences between lust and love. And I probably could do a whole episode on just lust, the difference between lust and love. But uh, I think if you just look at past episodes, I may have handled a lot on love, but not necessarily on lust. So that would be a good one just to do and figure out how I'm going to do that one later. The next question is coming from, uh, where's it come from? It's coming from the Philippines and it asks, how do you break up with a person? Oh goodness. That's a, that's a good one. Um, how do you break up with a, with a person? Okay. So this requires skills because at first you have to check, it starts with you, right? That's, that's all what we do these episodes about was really the journey with you. So it starts with, it starts with you being able to be honest with yourself and to be accepting of where we're at in this relationship. So if I'm looking at this relationship I have with this person and I'm already, I've already determined that I'm not really happy in it. I don't think it fulfills me emotionally. And I, uh, and I understand that it's probably the most compassionate thing to do is to break up with someone when I know I'm not, I'm not emotionally available to this relationship anymore. Then from that place, I got to do the right thing. Now don't mix up doing the right thing with it being comfortable because, because that may not be the case. So you determine that you are really doing the right thing. You got to think of the other person too. This is very compassionate towards them. And you understanding that I can be in this relationship and I I can avoid confronting the solution to this, to my own path, right? In my own journey and be empowering towards it. I can avoid this, but it's not going to be compassionate because they deserve somebody that is emotionally available to them. Somebody that can reciprocate what they, um, what they're offering, which is, which is good. I think it's a a very big act of compassion when we're able to break up with someone. But again, too, too many people feel uncomfortable with the act because they're mm, trying to avoid feeling bad, which basically means it's, I feel bad about my, I I feel bad and it's about me. I don't want to get hurt by breaking up with a person because I'm seeing them get hurt and I'm going to get hurt when they get hurt. What? No. Doing the right thing, you guys, sometimes means that I got to sacrifice and the sacrifice, uh, may look different to different situations, in different situations. In this case, if I know it's over on my end, and that's the only one I'm in charge of, I can't wait until they tell me it's over for me to be like, okay, yeah, finally. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. No, I got to be compassionate with them and let them know. And then be even more compassionate and allow them to handle their own emotions because it really is their journey that they're handling. You're not in charge of their journey. So there is no comfortable way to break up with someone. There's doing it for the right reasons, 
And you're the only one that can determine that. Okay? But don't mix it up with being comfortable doing it. Don't mix it up because sometimes it may be uncomfortable, but it may be the right thing to do. All right. I hope that's clear on this one. All right. Our final question here is coming from Canada. And this Canadian is asking, do you think opposites attract or commonalities make a good relationship? Excellent question. Um, it's tricky to think and maybe oversimplify that a relationship would be based on commonalities or people that uh, f- uh, fill each other's gap where or they balance each other out. It's not... When I think about relationships and why they would work, it's could be a mixture of both. I don't think that I'm so different from another human beings and we're so darn opposite that we have nothing in common. Shh. That, that's unrealistic to think. And I think we have more in common than anything. But could we have different beliefs? Sure. Could we uh, share beliefs in common? Sure. Could these contribute to whether this relationship might last or uh, not? Sure. All of these are, are definitely to be looked at. But I'm not so different from a partner that I would choose. Uh, and so I would not think his behavior is opposite to mine or his beliefs are opposite to mine. They're just different from mine. And uh, we either can make that work and this could be healthy or it may cause problems. So just because somebody has different beliefs than mine, it doesn't automatically make it opposite or in opposition to mine. That's one thing to know. But I'm sure that if you are in a relationship, you'll recognize if the oppositions are there and they'll play out, you know, whether they're your beliefs about how you parent a child, your beliefs about money, your beliefs about sex, your beliefs about Uh, Those are the basic family involvement, extended family involvement in your life, whatever. You're going to have certain beliefs. Think of them as neither opposite or in common. They're just beliefs and they either work together, blend well together, or they don't blend. But you will know that for sure. If you're being honest with yourself, you'll know. there's an element of spiciness when somebody is really different from you. They come from a different background. They might look different uh, uh, from you. It might be different, but in no way is there an opposite or a common, like we're so, we get along. We both love, you know, uh, Game of Thrones. We both love blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's great. That's wonderful because you're both human and you're able to have eyes to watch TV. That's That's all I'm looking at. that's universally in common. I love that. I love the idea. We are all closer to one another uh, and have more in common with one another than not. I promise the stuff that is different adds a little more spice or can add a little more spice or the stuff uh, can cause problems. And that's what I want you to keep in mind. The next question is coming from Indiana and it is asking, uh, I've been married for 15 years and I have fallen out of love with my husband. Is it possible for me to fall back in love? Oh, goodness. I I, <laughs> I like this. I like this. And I'm glad this is our final question that I'm answering for today. This, this There were a lot today. Okay. In long-term relationships, marriages, what have you, uh, 
the dynamic of the relationship will change because the intensity will start to change where before there's intense feelings of lust, newness. Uh, in the beginning, it's all about getting to know one another. It's pretty exciting. A lot of stuff is happening there. As we begin to move into the quieter parts of the relationship in the, in the upcoming years, it basically takes on a different dynamic. It changes and evolves this thing called a marriage. So in no way do I think uh, it's not going to change. It's going to always stay the same way. This is a mentality that we have to get kind of under control, that things will always be the same. And all of a sudden, because they are, they have changed, that it is bad not the case most of the time. I want us to be able to look at relationships as an ever-changing organism, just like everything in humanity. It's an organism that will have to normalize. It might shift with a catalyst that gets put into this uh, the, the organism. It might shift its balance, but eventually it will attempt to normalize. And that's what we're looking for. We're going to eventually normalize and create maybe even deeper, a deeper bonding with time. We have to outgrow lust. This is part of our human thing. We, 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 we have to outgrow this need for obsession, this thrill. A lot of the times we grow into maturity and learn how to enjoy a companionship enjoy the quietness. Now, if we're still uh, have this sexual attraction with one another, fantastic, we can grow, but it's not at this point the main priority. Uh, it, it's, it grows and it changes the dynamic. And even, even if, if sex completely stops and one person is not happy with it, uh, sometimes even those things can eventually, you know, shake up a little bit, but then neutralize as they go and people start to uh, compromise, see, work on it, uh, work on maintaining this engagement within this dynamic of a relationship. So is it possible to fa- fall back in love? The answer to that is it won't look the same way because two people have changed through the years. So it's working on new- neutralizing or stabilizing where you're at now, both you and that person. So when we grow upwards, we want to grow parallel to one another. We don't want to converge uh, and become one because that's not that's not good. That's not the point. The thing is, I'm working on my journey. My partner is working on his journey, and we come together, and it it, it looks, and it's it it's working together basically. Working together, uh, we can have the foundation to love one another enough to stay and make that work uh, or we continue to chase other things or even find out that this is not working and decide to separate in this relationship but it, it, saying I'm going to fall in love with the person that this like like in the same way that it was in the beginning all that is just stuff we tell ourselves and because of movies and it's given us the wrong indication about romance and love love grows my friends this dynamic grows and it will shift and change our job is to do it with the acceptance that it's going to change and understanding that eventually it will normalize or neutralize and we, we will get back to a different dynamic that will work even better and get stronger. 
but going back to falling in love like it's like saying that you're missing out on something and that you are forcing yourself to love this person the same way no the, the love is going to change it most definitely is going to change i'm not wanting to lie to you about this it's going to change but if we can learn from relationships that have lasted for so long is that they will change together and they'll move in parallel to one another upwards together all right and the same path but upwards but they're two separate people right two separate individuals working together uh, enjoying one another engaging with one another freely um, I think that's the best way to handle that question all right I hope this was fun for you it was definitely fun for me to, to go through it this way I've never done an episode where I just answered questions I've been wanting to do it but I think I didn't have enough questions from different people but finally when I gathered some uh, and uh, put them together I was like oh yeah we got we got we got an episode full if you guys have any questions or would like any of your questions answered in one of these episodes please send them to me and I would love to incorporate them you guys are my primary source of um, inspiration I, I love to hear from you guys please email me at t-a-l-a-i-b-r-a 8888 at gmail.com and uh, I'll be able to use whatever question you have. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love, light, and everything in between. This has been an episode of Drive Through.